This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of The Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening. We've been expecting you. And not only are we expecting you, we're so glad that you joined us because this is the Bardic College. I'm Raz, and I'm joined by the entire team. And when we left off last time... Yes, so Catherine Ross just wrote, everyone embrace the pain. I think that's probably tonight's, we're going to call that the name of tonight's episodes, Embrace the Pain. And uh, we just wanted to say thank you for all of you for listening over the last, well, closing in on 21 months. And we did the calculations and you, they ha- we have downloaded almost 500 days of shows. If you count up every hour that we've been listened to, it adds up, it's an amazing amount. It was some, it, it's like... 13,500 hours of shows have been downloaded and listened to. So it's thousands and thousands of hours divided by 60 divided by 24. It comes up with some number. It's big. And it's all because of you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Here's what we got tonight. We, when we last left off, we found out that from a local that the Germans who had been here several weeks ago trying to recollect their plane and then realizing that it had been taken, threatened the village, a villager in the area and said that they would end up bombing if he didn't work for them. Uh, dropping, you know, just some hand, small bombs on on Kathmandu, causing a landslide, whatever, if they didn't help them, should the team return? Well, the team returns, because Gustav needed to get Aveline back and complete her wishes, which was to be brought back home to England. That was her final wishes, should anything ever happen to her around the world. So all this plays out. Vodham finds out about where his kids are being kept. Um, There's an incident at the new tavern uh, that's been renamed, that was once uh, Yingko's Bar. They go to uncover Aveline and they find a soldier, a German soldier buried there with a note that we now know is from John Schooley that said, they came back. I couldn't let them take her. And it was signed S. So Schooley just signed his last initial. Going forward, we find out because of a radio intercept on a transmission into the Kathmandu from somewhere nearby, uh, the Germans were coming. They had only a few hours before the Nachtkommandos came to collect the team or complete their mission, which they believe is to collect them or kill them. So that's where we are right now. We've got about two and a half to three hours before the team, the knocked commandos arrive. And the team has been talking off mic. So we're going to let them catch you up real quick on what's been, what they've come up with. So who would like to give the basic general plan of how this is going to go down tonight? I was going to volunteer Jack. Jack, take it away. 
So what we planned initially was that there would be some subterfuge at the edge of the at the edge of the village, perhaps at the very uh, building where the children lived at a Chorgi's place, now vacated. And the rest, the children would get away in the plane with Gustav, and the rest of the team would effectively make it look like they had run away with one of the cars and then ditch the car and set a, an ambush down the road. Okay, so we're doing the cat, a little bit of cat and mouse with the not, the night commandos. I like it. Excellent. It might work. We'll find out. Um, we're also, I believe, Vadim had uh, made a suggestion that he was going to try to do some sort of a, a booby trap at Chorgi's place to at least catch a couple of them, hopefully. with a, He has three sticks of dynamite that he was able to smuggle in his suitcase tucked in and, and around the, the inside interior, you know, wherever there's a, a false bottom or something. So he's got a couple sticks of dynamite. So Vadim, you want to, we want to start with that. So it's, it is, it's cool. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. The winds are out there. You know, it had been snowing for several days, but the snow has stopped, but it is out there. It's about eight to 10 inches of snow on the side of, you know, in the streets of Kathmandu and around the, I mean, the streets are now cleared for most part, you know, people walking and things, but you do have some snowfall. The girls are there. You've recollected at the house. Do you want to go ahead and start setting the, the explosives? Who wants to take the kids down? To the plane. How are we doing this? Yeah, Vadim would be uh, his his thought was to set a, a booby trap because they're going to come to the compound, you know, find the evidence that Jack was just talking about. But, um, you know, hint where we may. But I'm sure they'll inspect the compound. And so mm-hmm. Vadim was going to to do a, a simple booby trap on one of the doors or what have you to to hopefully catch a couple of them. Also to be uh, somewhat of a notification for us, perhaps. You know, when we hear a explosion in the distance, you know, oh, time to get ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <Spark the> clock. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. So are you thinking, are you thinking exterior door into the place or one of the, one of the other doors inside the house where it would be more contained? Yep. Are you looking outside, inside? And, I, you know, it would be inside um, with Jack talking about, you know, leaving the, the, the evidence that looks like that we've gotten out. I'm sure that they would still inspect the compound just to make sure. Um, so it would be like an interior door, something where, uh, you know, he would, uh, he would booby trap a door, you know, go in, you know, through another way um, so that it's all set so that whoever, you know, opens that door. And I mean, there's there's really a main door into the, the house, right? There's not like it's off the compound. There's like tons of doors all over the place. No, there's the one door there. There's one that leads into the back where the kitchen is. And one, the only other door is the one that goes up the staircase, up to where the sleeping quarters are in that in that house. Because that house, the, the main part of the house was the business, the front end of the business. So whatever, whatever the um, the main door seems, that's where he would place it. The other thought he had was just to point out, like, it's been snowing. But, you know, Vadim's used to subterfuge in snow. You know, it's like his job, <laughs> literally. So um, I would assume he would have ways of, of covering their tracks and things like that as they're heading out and hopefully setting up some sort of ambush point. Yeah, if you clear the snow away and make a path from the from the gate where the at, at the front of the compound and make, you know, have you and Jack spend, you know, 45 minutes and the girls maybe can even help cut it down a little bit uh, and just dig a path, get the, te- the snow out of the way so there's no footprints. Because if it goes down to rock, they're not going to be able to track it. So you'd clear around the door, clear a path out to the street. You're fine. The streets themselves, like I said, uh, it's been a full day of people walking mules and going through it. So that's all starting to break down enough already. There's plenty of evidence of human passage. But the courtyard could become a little bit where they might be able to see something. But if by clearing that out, you should be fine. So you spend some time getting that ready. Uh, Faye, Catherine, the idea of a car, a truck, Ella, you might be a part of this as well. Did you want to hire someone 
or are you planning on trying to get or buy or rent a truck or vehicle to go out of town leading the commandos hopefully away from this area? Are you going to use a third party to do that? Or are you thinking you want to do that yourself? I'm a damn good shot and the best driver. So maybe um, we get someone else. Like someone else to drive the truck instead of one of us or? Yeah. Because the idea is that they're going to continue on the road while you jump out and lay an ambush somewhere. Gotcha. Is my understanding. Is that correct, everyone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea is we wouldn't want the car to stop where the ambush is. We want it to look like the car keeps going and and we kept going. And so somewhere between the the, the, the town and where the car will end up. Which is going to where the plane is, right? Well, the plane the plane is, is out towards a big field. Yeah, it's the opposite direction. The plane's in the opposite uh, direction. If you're looking to get into the, a real mountainous situation where you can get some height over the roadway and stuff, that's probably heading towards India, away from Kathmandu, because the, the airfield is on is in some pretty flat territory. It's like on a plateau. Yeah. So if you're going to do anything at the airport, that's a different... We need a vehicle that's going to take Gustav and the girls to the airfield. Yeah. I mean, you can even drive it back. I mean, it's no big deal as long as you have some time to do that. I mean, you got you still have about two hours. You're fine. I love that idea. I like I like the idea of the car heading off ahead and us just jumping off. And, and Gustav and the girls do it? Gustav and the girls, it doesn't matter. They'll stop at the at the plane. He wants, believe me, Gustav, if if you're really saying he needs to take off, he's thinking take off sooner than later. But there is a pilot. The, the, the plane does have a pilot. No, I'm saying drive, have them be the drivers. Oh, of the yeah. car? Well, the, that was the, the, there were several. So there were several conversations from the keeper listeners about not letting the girls leave Uncle Jack, Mr. Jack. But Mr. Jack is really, really adamant that those girls need to be on that plane. Don't know why. I mean, it's just a gunfight. They seem capable. These kids are. It's just a gunfight. They're just kids. I I don't know why. Call me crazy. From the last time, if you remember, last time we talked about this, John Schooley, our beloved John Schooley and Catherine had a major argument, and he said, "That's a fifteen-year-old girl. That's a woman in this country. That's a woman." The other one's not is not fifteen. The other one is much smaller, (laughs) and she's more dangerous. The eleven-year-old's a goddamn killer. That's okay. So the kids are leaving. They're going to be. God forbid those kids got hurt. I know you drive to my house and beat me. Uh, so, which would be only about twenty minutes to get, to get here. All right. So the girls and Gustav are going to be taken to the airport. So, who wants to go out and hire the car from the town and try to convince someone to drive in this on these snowy roads, which the Napolese are used to doing anyway? How about that bartender? The bartender? Oh, he could do it. He could get you somebody if you want to go down to the bar. Seemed to, seemed friendly enough when you guys. Uh... You know, especially with us helping the girls and everything and his interest in making sure they were taken care of. I volunteer to speak with the bartender then. Which works out excellent, Ella, because you know what the pilot looks like. Yes. And you're going to have to also figure out how to get the pilot to t- do this job. He may have had other things planned. He may have a load, a bunch of loaded stuff going into the truck, the, the uh, plane already and can't afford to take the girls. All right. So, Ella, you're going to go get to the uh, bartender whose name is uh, Malkoff, and you're going to speak to him and try to get... Uh, a car arranged and to your luck and i did mention this the pilot likes to imbibe so he yeah. is drinking anyway at the bar so you should run into That's him nice. with no problem drunk That's pilot excellent <laughs> all right miss miss yeah. i'm sure he's not completely in his cups yet <laughs> no he's not in his cups yet unless he's a lightweight we'll roll for that that no i'm not gonna do that for you um jack yes sir girls have to pack are you helping them pack are you having the ladies help them pack what are you doing there Absolutely. I think we're going to play the role of Uncle Jack to the hilt. We need to build Aww. build a relationship with the little miscreants. Right. <laughs> little miscreants. miscreants. 
I will give right. each one. I had two revolvers and then I purchased two automatics. Mm-hmm. My plan is to give each child a revolver that they may keep. And very, and uh, very responsible. Yes. And uh, a full round of ammunition. So God forbid something should happen. They can protect themselves. Gustav, I'm sure, has his own weapon. He does. Okay. So then that's fine. I am not giving them a shotgun in a plane. That's not happening. Mm-mm. No. Why would you? That'd be bad. <laughs> you just cock it back like this. Bam. The window goes open. <laughs> yeah. So there's a song by the script. Listeners, you can pick it up. It's It's called Nothing. Every time that, <laughs> that the girls are basically, you hear that playing in the background, I wanted words, but all I heard was nothing. So they're not, they're not happy with you leaving or that you're sending them away to Kubawazi. I, I thought you were going sh- to show us this place, Mr. Jack. You're sending us away to live somewhere. We, not, we don't know this place. We can't go, Mr. Jack. I'm sending you to a wonderful, wonderful place. It's a different world. You would love it there. But why aren't you coming with us? I, w- how do you, I how- will come later. I will come later, but my father will take care of you. My parents said they come later and they not come back from the mountains, Uncle Jack. Why you do this to us? Because the game master's a dickwad. Because the keeper's a son of a bitch. Keeper's a prick. That's, wow. Because the keeper's an asshole. Oh, I was just saying, why does it sound like he's uh, he's like, euthanizing him, like Lassie? You're going to a better place. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. Just look, look at the look flowers. Look away now. Look away. Have pleasant thoughts. It only hurt for a second. I just snorted. Um, dear listeners, picture in your mind's eye the little children. Jack and Catherine are helping them pack. This massively uncomfortable conversation begins, <laughs> and Catherine leaves the room. <laughs> because that's Catherine giving so- giving sucker and, and solace. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's, where's Mr. Jack sending us, Catherine? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be here for this. <laughs> Uncle Jack, Mr. Jack said he'll always be with us. I have, I have to. No, I'm sorry. Oh, did he? <laughs> you said Stooker and Solace. I'm sorry. S- S- the S's. Oh, SS. I'm sorry, my mom's an SS. I just can't picture a scenario where these children somehow even meet us at a later point and we take them into worse danger. Yeah. I mean, I told them what I told them. I told them that this was the plan, that they they would go to live they would go to live on my game reserve in Kubawazi and then my father and then all the people that work there are like family and they'll take care of them and listen to Uncle Gustav. All right. So then I say, would would you feel better if Gustav took you to India and we rendezvoused later and then you could stay with Uncle Jack later? I don't I don't want you to get hurt here. Catherine, Ella. So Catherine's packing, face packing. Face trying not to laugh. Catherine has walked out of the room and has <laughs> removed herself to, I don't know, Downton Abbey. Uh, probably some, she's what? just walking home. <laughs> you're probably, at this point, you're probably just walking home. And then um, Ella to the bar. So you get to the bar while uh, Vadim's figuring out how to set his uh, his charges up, you know, once everybody departs from the building. Uh, you walk in and the bartender again, he's there. I mean, it's it's his only job and he, he does he long hours, me, but he though, gets paid. Because I just well, got here and we ended the episode. He, he does not, but you can easily introduce yourself. Yeah. And the, the pilot knows you. What's the pilot's name? Karoom. Karoom. All right, I yep. called him Paul. It's Paul Karoom. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's one word. <laughs> Paul Karoom. Yes, it's, it's one name. I see Paul first, Paul Karoom, and I go, Ah, good sir. Good thing I caught you. Can I get you something? Oh dear, are you perchance intoxicated? Make me a luck roll. Oh no, that's a fail. How bad? I don't want to say. 
the kind of bad that he's that he doesn't recognize you. It's a ninety-one. Oh, oh, so he's just really, really pissed, but not he's not unconscious yet or blacking out. Okay, so he, when you say, are you drunk? He goes, no, not at all. I mean, no. Do I, why do I look it? Well, you seem to be tipping off your stool a little bit. That's because this ship is moving. So, <laughs> sir, we are on land. <laughs> not as wet as I am. <laughs> this is, uh, you weren't, we weren't leaving today. There was no need, I mean, I wasn't breaking any... We are not leaving. You had said days. You said you would be here a day or two, and I was planning on making all kinds of purchases. Barkeep, uh, barkeep, sir. Yes. I need you to make this man a very strong cup of coffee. I want it to be like sludge. Okay. So he puts the water on. I'm afraid I'm going to need your services far more quickly than I anticipated. You see, I have some people that need to get out of Nepal immediately. Uh oh. Not good. Yes, that's why. Mountains. What? They're very tall, they're very high, and I'm not so sure that it's a good idea that we cross them at this point. Is it because of your drunkenness or the weather? Oh no, has nothing to do with the weather. Right. Not at all. Well, I'm just, this is why, sir, drink your coffee. Drink it, drink it up. Do you have your Eye of Aramon for the new scenes? I do have an Eye of Aramon, and I will use that for this moment. Are you sure? You just Because if you're... Let me explain. You can, but you know shit's coming that's serious. You can just put Gustav on the plane and deal with this man later if you live. You can just have Gustav take the plane. Just for continuity's sake, I thought that somebody else had to use the Eye of Aramon for your role. You Well, you can, you, in this case, there's nobody else there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to let, and it's nothing that, it's not a combat related, it's not, and it's not a role. I'm allowing her to burn it just to get rid of the, like to say he's not drunk. He'll, he can fly the plane. Even though she rolled a 91, I'm going to let her have a success. It, it normally would be somebody else. I, we try to do that so that it, it, it encourages interaction and people make choices. It's up to you. It's up to you, Kay. If Ella wants to burn it, I'll allow her to burn it. It's just you are going into a firefight. If you think the best answer is to go get Gustav and just put the girls on the plane and deal with this guy later, that's fine too. These planes don't have keys. They have a primer a primer button and a and that you pull the the propeller and they start. It's not like a modern you know. There's no, nobody thinks you're going to steal a plane because so few people could fly them. It's 1931. You know, everybody just you park them in the same spot. Everybody knows who can fly and who can't. That's it. Paul Karoom deserves better. I burn it, and we'll say the cup of coffee imbibes him with good things. He'll be taking off within the hour. That's cutting it about 40 minutes from when the uh, the other plane is supposed to be here. And remember, Germans tend to be punctual. So that's okay. No problem. So you go back to the to Chorgi's place, and you get the girls and their stuff, and you get them in a car that you have hired. Do I have the driver from the bartender yet? Yeah, the bartender's going to do it himself. He's friendly with the team. If you're doing it, if you explain it's for Chorgi's daughters and for the nieces, which the girls told you that, you know, he's helped in the past, he's going to jump right in and do it himself. He'll just let, have one of the waitresses cover the bar for a few minutes, you know, for a couple hours. It's blood. It's family. He's not going to leave them abandoned. All's well that ends well. I return and say, I have the pilot. He may be very drunk, but I think the coffee helped. And the bartender, well, he will also drive them safely away. Great. All right. Sounds good. Get them out of here as soon as possible. All right, so a truck does pull up. It's just a small little, it's a pickup. It's in not so great shape, but it does run. So he puts them in, puts their stuff in the back. I'm not going to make sanity rolls for this, Uncle, uh, Mr. Jack. You've said goodbye to plenty of people in your life. This isn't something that's that hard. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think you, because I think he, he's doing the right thing. He thinks he's doing the right thing. So, Vodham, let's set up that charge. 
Yes, sir. So we have uh, we have collected all of our belongings, loaded them into the vehicle. We've searched the compound and made sure there's nothing else that uh, were left here or what have you. So, Vodum, what's your demolitions? It is a 41. So go ahead and make me a roll. This might be an Eye of Aramon moment. Now, now, what did the, remind me what the Eye of Aramon uh, does? So the Eye of Aramon allows either a, an, an automatic success or a bonus if you play? don't roll. No, or if you don't roll or a re-roll if you did roll. You get one more re-roll. So if you don't roll at all, we just assume it's a success, but it can't be a hard or critical. It's just a success. You survived it. So, But but it can't be a hard or critical. But for me to get a, a hard, it's going to be a 20 or better. Yep. So it might be an Eye of Aramon moment. Anybody else think? Because uh, it's somebody else's that. Yeah, normally this would go off with somebody else would be using it. Yeah. Nobody step up at one, you know, all together there. <laughs> I don't want to die, man. I will I will give my Eye of Aramon to Vadim. Okay. So we're going to have an automatic success. It's placed. It's locked. It's loaded. It's And it's incredibly well handled. I don't want to guilt anybody into that. I just thought it was kind of a key moment, No, no, it's right? too late. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if Jack didn't do it, I was going to no, say. No, yeah, no, it's a given. We, we, we yeah. have to. We That's have what to they do. always say. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. I'm going to come beat you up. <laughs> I'm a little okay. tense, okay? Okay. So it's a, so it's a successful... Yeah, it's planted. It's good. Again, more than likely, no one's going to see it. Commandos are, again, more cautious than infantry, but you, it, you're fairly certain you've got this put away really well. Like, it's it's not going to it's not gonna go off on, you know, by itself. It's it's This is a set. This is a good one. Okay. So that leaves you two sticks of dynamite. The, the truck comes back. The bartender's there, and he's like, loads you in. This is about 20 to 30 minutes before the plane is due. Okay, now, by the time you get all that done, you leave some sort of a map marked with, like, you know, a route, like you put in black marker or whatever, and you crumple it up and you leave it near the door so that they think that when they pick, if they look at it, they'll be like, oh, they're going up this road. They're, like they're taking off. They were, you know, they left their map behind. Is there a fireplace? There's a potbelly stove. How about we burn the map, but leave a piece of it enough um, unburnt? Um, so it definitely looks, because, you know, crumpling our escape plan left on the, on the table, but it looks like we burnt it, but it didn't burn all the way. So they would totally like... No, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, that's it looks like we left bad. in a hurry. We threw it in the fire, hoping, but it tumbled out. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. All right. So you tear a piece off. You you just br- you warm that to the coals so it looks a little burnt. You leave that near the floor on the stove like it kind of puffed out or whatever. Perfect. And then the rest of it, you 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 incinerate. No problem. Uh, yeah, you've, you're able to leave that. Everyone gets over the, the trip wire with no problem. And away we go. The truck makes its way up the, you know, up into the mountains. Do you ask this man where, like, what do you say to him? Or do you tell him what's happening? Are you telling him someone's coming? Is this the bartender again? Yes. Yeah, I, I will be. I mean, because I gave him that that big tip at the bar. So I'm hoping that maybe he will be friendly towards me. So I'll tell him that we're looking, we're looking for the most, the, the Nazis are coming. We want to lead them away from the village and from the people. And we want him to drop us off at probably the most advantageous point on the road for us to ambush them when they follow this vehicle. And then we want you to drive on uh, to a further further destination where where you'll be safe. He says, what a way to spend, I mean, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. What a way to spend, you know, the night before, eh? Can you do this? Can you stop these people? We can, but try. I, I fear if we continue to run, they would just be at our heel forever. Sometimes you need to turn and fight. But it's not a fight that the people of the town need to die for. So about five miles up this road, there is a, a gorge uh, with two steep sides. I can drop you there. 
It has some covering, uh, trees. You might be able to, and to go around it would be difficult. Sounds perfect. Idyllic. So that's where he's going to bring you. It's called Kula, K-O-O-L-A, Kula Pass. It does take the truck some time. So you are, remember, not every road is plowed. So inside the village, people are doing a lot of moving. But outside, you're dealing with 10 inches of snow, 11 inches of snow. It's cold. It's, it's windy. And he's driving these roads. I mean, he can't do 45, 50 miles an hour. He's creeping, right? He's doing 8, 10, 12 miles an hour as he's rattling around. So about a mile, he tells you it's a mile now. The headlights come on. It's getting dark. And very faintly, off in the distance. You think you hear an explosion. Like, that sounded like, yeah, if Adam goes, well, they hit the compound. They're there. Now, you didn't hear a plane go overhead. They could have come in on a different route so that nobody heard them. They could have dropped Whatever them miles away and they and They, they could have dropped them several. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. They'll be there in three hours. Doesn't mean the plane. They could have been on the move southerly coming up the hill. You know, you just don't know. But that's going on. Okay. All right. And you definitely hear the. And how far are we at the gorge yet or no? You're about a mile. So it's going to take you about another 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to do that mile. And then he's going to keep riding on. So you guys are going to jump out, but whatever, they're going to have to trek that on foot unless they steal cars, but they're going to be, you know, they're going to do their thing. Right. So it, it, right. It'll still take an amount of time. But so my, my, the hope is that they will follow the car tracks out of the town. The trick is going to be leaving the vehicle. Is it still snowing? It is, no, it's not snowing. It's just very, it's cold. It's dropping down. So the, the sun is, the sun's descending. It's getting down. Like right now it's probably in the thirties. Uh, it's probably going to drop into the high teens tonight. So the the, the trick is going to be getting up and uh, getting up into the the upper parts of the gorge without leaving obvious footprints that we did that. So Vadim uh, Vadim uh, makes the suggestion that we uh, we drive past. We recognize point of ambush and we drive past some distance and then right and then hike we back unload. We unload and we double back through, uh, you know, non non direct route to not on road. So, we, you know, our path would not be obvious that way. Absolutely. So that just takes you an extra few minutes. We have like cases and everything to unload too. Still, we still have our stuff with us. It, now, is it your intention to ask him to wait with most of the stuff? I mean, are you taking your luggage or are you going to let him drive on with it and then just say, you know, go about another half hour, 20 minutes, wait, and we'll come down the road as soon as we can to reach you? Yeah, because th- he will wait. I think that's a good I think that's a good plan. I come back as a good plan. But wouldn't you want to have all of your stuff? So we only want to have the stuff we can to defend ourselves. I mean, we don't want to obviously take. Well, we can take a, a ton of clothes and, and all that other stuff. Just there's, there's, shove it a tree. I mean, it, to me, it's like he either comes back and we have it or he comes back and we load it. But neither way, it stays in our possession, not in some dude's possession that's driving off with all of our stuff. I thought that we had put a portion of the stuff on the plane. It wouldn't we hold all that to, much. Yeah. It was, that problem was that w- the because weight. of the because of the pilot was it's the pilot, two people and some baggage. But you added the pilot, Gustav, two girls, which aren't super heavy, but then all their stuff, again, what they had plus what Gustav had, they were maxed out. I mean, it's it's a small point. I mean, I, either way. Yeah, my thing is that if he drives on, worse come to worse. He drives on and we, we he waits for us further down the road. Worse come to worse. If we have to flee, we at least have an escape plan. We get to him and we drive off. This is my thought. We don't want to rely on him at all. And he's not, he's going to be like, wait a second. You want me to come back into this firefight or whatever? No, no, we don't want him to come back. I'm saying that he we wants have to get to the hell out of there. Right. But we're only, a, you know, what, three or four miles outside of town, five miles outside of town. Right. Yeah. About five. Yep. If we're dead, we're dead. If we survive and everything's okay, then we make our way back into town 
take, you know, make, make new uh, arrangements and come back and pick up our stuff. My guess is that Catherine's going to say no to that. If we're dead, we're dead part. And just, and just send this guy packing. I think we're just putting like really negative vibes out in the universe, guys. Um, <laughs> I think it's a beautiful snow and a wonderful gorge. Life is a one-way journey, Catherine. The inn's all in the same destination. Bottom, I don't need this right now, okay? The moment you're born, you're dying. Wow. You should study the the, uh, the concept of entropy. <laughs> the nihilism I can't is talk right to you right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. All right, so the I guess... The, the general consensus at this point is just give me an a, yay or nay. Yay on taking the stuff, leaving the stuff in the truck. Catherine, yes. Joel, yes. Faye, yes. Okay. It stays in the truck. He's going to drive off down the road about another 20, 30 minutes and he'll wait there for you for I would much rather, in the event of a worst case scenario, go running down that hill screaming, start the fucking car. And right. Rather than let, let's go find our gear behind a, yeah. our stuff behind a tree and then run. Right. Because yeah. if we're running, we're running for our lives. Uh, in this case, it's probably true. Yeah. What's his name so I know what to scream? Maloof. Maloof. Okay. Maloof, start the vehicle, man. Start the plane, Jock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plane, Jock. I'm putting a lot of trust in Maloof. Well, he pay, he did pay him well. And he's, he's you know, he's related to the girls. I mean, he does care. So I think, I, I think I, I'm going to be honest with you. You're okay. In this particular situation, I'm not going to be a complete shaft about it. Really? Um, okay. Wow. All right. That, you know what? <laughs> Penalty dice for everyone to open round. No, said one. That's N- just nobody, nobody else heard what he said. You're, you're good keeper. You're good. Yeah. Hang on. Don't punish the whole class. For yeah, the class excuse class. me. Right. This is not I the military. I gave you a very pulp moment. What's more pulp than everyone hightailing it down the hill as the Nazis shoot at them. And go and start the car, Maloof. Like, what's more? I am just a nice person. Yeah. What's more pulp than that? I'm giving you a moment. You make your way back. It is, it, again, it's it's dark. There is a moon out, so there is some light. It does filter through the trees sporadically, but you were able to, you you know the gorge because he said, this is the gorge we're driving through now. You make your way there. You have, I, I'll show you the map in a moment. You have a left and a right side, obviously. The way I'm going to show you this map is as they are approaching. So I'm going to let you guys pick positions first, obviously. I will go ahead and start that right now, so I will so I can then describe it to the listeners at home and get them ready for the situation. So here's what you see, players. So guys, the way I ha- again because the team didn't want to explain to the keeper what they really wanted to do in too much detail. Don't know why. This is what I had to quickly draw up because I had the whole Chorgi thing in case you stayed at the compound done last time. So the gray boxes are large, large pieces of stone. What you can't see at the very, very top of this thing is, is that, so when you look at your movement on your character sheet, kids, it's going to say seven, six, seven, eight, or nine, I think is the highest movement. So depending on what all your stats were, it, it calculated your movement. Every hex on this board is movement of two. So it takes two movement points to cross a hex. Now, if you see the arrow with a number two or an arrow with a number three or an arrow with a number one, right? These Those are inclines. That's the gradient. So every box you have to cross, you add pl- like on the one, that would be a, a movement of three. That would be a movement of four because the gradient is plus one. If it's a three, that is super steep. It'd be two to enter it and five to move on. So you are basically on your hands and knees scrambling up to get up the side of that mountain up the side of that gorge. So just keep that in mind as you're planning where you want to place yourselves. Are they coming from the top? Bottom. You're at the top. Where you are right now, you are at, at the on the further uh, western side. They are coming from the, the southeast, coming up. So if they come up this, where we want to make the attack is where the three is so that they have... The hardest time getting up. Yeah, there. so they're stuck They're stuck in the, in the sort of the killing box. 
because that's where the, that's the hardest place for them to get out of it. There's a two on the other side, a one and a three. Yeah, we should really be on split up across both sides so that we're shooting down into them like a like shooting fish in a barrel. Otherwise, they can just they can bail up the other hill. They have they have an escape path. Hundred percent. The road in some spots is about fifty feet wide. These are ten foot boxes. There are there's rocks on this one side that uh, you know that the gradient of the, of the hill kind of goes around. The trees are they're just big oval folks at home, but they show you know a forty foot pe- copse of trees, a small ten foot copse of trees. The, the team can see that. So we're going to ask them. You guys can actually pick up your characters and move them at the very top. Just let me know on this map where you want to be, and I'll take another picture. So looking at – oh, I'm sorry. You can't move them because you can't see them. So let's start with uh, Jack. Jack, where do you want to be? Left, right, and where? I'm thinking um, I want to be at three on the right-hand side. Got a rifle. What is the distance from, let's say, where the arrow where the arrow ends past the three – to the center of the road. Well, everyone's 10 feet. So it's, it's, so it's 30, 40 feet shots. Yeah. Those are, those are medium range. Okay. So yeah, I just want to be, I want to be uh, far enough away from the edge to where I, I am sort of have some cover, but that I get a medium range shot. Okay. So cover is going to be, you're sitting on the side of an, a gradient of three, unless you're behind a tree or something, you'd have to go much further back. As you can see in that spot, about 60 feet back, there's there's trees. There's a little one right in yeah, front. Yeah, there's the one there's the one tree in front of the three. I can go there, go behind that tree. All right. Vadim. Yes. Where do you want to be? Okay, so the first question I have, if you if you count the let's say the upper left squares. Um so if you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten squares over, and then six squares down, um, that's that little like bump out into the path where there seems to be a sort of medium sized boulder. Okay. You see you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, so it's it's on the left-hand side. It's 10 squares over and six squares down, from counting from the upper left square. Well, my upper left is very different than yours because of the way the picture is. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I is thought it, we were still looking at Facebook. The, the one that's three squares below Catherine Ross's name. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I would say that that would be – that's sitting, like, above the path, right? Yes. So would that be a natural point to set an explosive to knock that – to to – you know, maybe yes. knock that down into the path and, you know, hopefully create some sort of blockade for them moving further. Okay. So that's your, your first set of actions is going to be to blow that, blow that off with one of the fuses. You're going to have to light that. Blow that. And then the larger rock to its right, after that blows, I would take a position behind, uh, you know, straddling that larger rock and shooting down from there. How about let's do uh, actually fine. We should have been doing this by initiatives. We kind of we didn't do. Jack was the slowest. So if somebody wants to move Jack, they can. We'll just do that. Faye, you would be the next fastest after you went Vadim. So where would you like to go? I guess that I will go on because they're on the right side. So I will all start going on the left side under that two at the top. There's the two trees. Yep. You want to be there? I'll hunker down behind those trees because actually with my decks, could I get up in the tree? Yep. I'm going to climb that tree and hang out in there. All right. Next fastest would be Catherine. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Ella. Ella? I kind of want to use my machine gun to mow down the stragglers. So where are they going to be walking in from? Is it the bottom or the top half? The bottom. Okay. Yeah. So I would probably want to go on the left side by the two, have a little bit of incline to catch anyone who tries to climb up to me and then mow them down if they try to like move outside of that little valley road thing. Catherine? Okay, gotcha. Catherine? Where do I want to be? Um, I don't want to cluster too many people around the two. 
somebody being at that bottom two, you've got cover with the rocks, and that kind of puts you in a flanking position. Oh, I could be between those two boulders. What excellent cover. Exactly, where the bottom two Use is. Yeah. Okay. Let's and 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 then you you know from them being able to retreat, they're they're now fully in a kill box. So you want to be behind the boulders or between them? Between them. That way I can poke out, shoot, and then... This is what I've got. I'm going to take a snapshot of it. I think it's important, too, that we let them wander into the center before the first people start to shoot. Well, I think the uh, I think the, the key is the explosion. That's what, you know, blowing the rock is, happens before anything else, right? Wouldn't you say, Jack? Uh, yeah, and I think so. I think we'll let him get into the gorge and blow it. Yep. I mean, the, the blowing of the rock is the is the signal to everybody to let you right, know, let right. I mean, they're going to be very dangerous. So the, the best advantage that we can get, you know, all the better. All right, here we go. So let me set the scene. So it's about, I'm going to say 8.30 by time. So you've been out here for probably close to an hour and a half, two hours, sitting in teens. Uh, the charges are placed. Everyone's taking their position. It's cold. Catherine, you're the furthest one up. You're the closest to where they're coming from by the way you set yourself. And a shotgun doesn't have great range. We know that, but that's that's the way it is. You hear before you see. Let's see. Let's see. You believe they're moving around you as well. You see shadows moving. And as you look to the road, Catherine, straining your eyes, you get at least three troopers in the road, but you know the voices are much closer to where you are. So I'm going to need you to make a spot hidden to see if you can get an actual bead on somebody coming through the tree line near you. I'm very scared right now. Why'd we put the spaz in front? That's where the spaz told me she wanted to be. Success, hard success. You see a team of two men walking side by side, one carrying something very tubular looking, and another one with a big backpack. And you also get this image. I'm just going to send it to you first because the others aren't close enough to see yet. Oh, good. Lord in heaven. And you can handle this quietly with dignity and grace. Great. You rolled so well. This is what you see. Okay. What do I see? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Initiative orders. Ah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, what have you done? What did you do to us? (laughs) I don't want to live. Quote from Young Frankenstein right there. Are you yelling at me? No, I'm talking to Keeper. She's she's talking to me. Why would I call you a son of a bitch? I don't know. So, Vadim, to where Catherine is picking up this noise, it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. It's well over 100 feet to Catherine. In the dark, you just can't see. Yep. That's too far. She has not made the sound of the whippoorwill. <laughs> whippoorwill, whippoorwill. <laughs> so right now, we don't know. She is just hunkered down quiet as hell. Yeah, the plan was for everybody to stay hidden until they hopefully moved into the ambush zone. Do I see anybody moving up the path? It's 110 feet to the closest ones. They're, they're 20 feet south of Catherine yet. So you're looking at 100. Yeah, you can't see them yet. Not not in this weather, not in the, not in the dark. 120 feet at night is pretty... That's pretty far. So if they're just not there yet. It, I didn't. That's fine. So just going down the order. No one's moving forward. Everybody's kind of just staying put. Jack, you're the slowest, but go ahead. No, I have beady eyes. So I was, I was curious if I could see them or no. Also keen hearing. Uh, would, would there be any listening role to anything? Uh, you can go ahead and uh, 
100 feet in the wind. Uh, go ahead. Tell me what kind of success you get. It's a 98 and a 68. So I will take the 68, which is not successful. Okay. Uh, Faye? I wish I had looked at one of my old character sheets during our last gun battle. I have night vision, meaning that I don't take any penalties in darkness when I'm looking at something for a spot hidden roll or if I'm attacking. So make a spot hidden because you are probably close enough to see Catherine. You're 20, 40, you're 50 feet. I'm going to, with 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 night vision, you should be able to see Catherine. I'll tell you what you see if you make a roll. I'm also up in the tree. Yeah, it's still 50 feet. Okay, that is a 20. That is a hard success. You see Catherine go, go her, her back tighten up. And then you just see like, it's too far to see trembling, but she's not making a move. Like she's just frozen as if somebody was like, you know, around her or near her. She is in a position where she's just like frozen in fear. I'm going to have my gun at the ready, ready to fire. So if I see whatever is, because this doesn't seem like she sees them coming down the path. This seems like she sees something else. So I have my gun trained in her direction, ready to fire. If I see someone either go for her or attack her. Ella, you are, you're even further. You're almost as far out as Vadim. So to Catherine, it's, you do you, you don't have night vision or anything, do you, Ella? I'm like pretty sure I don't know. I have psychic power and mythos knowledge as talents and that's what she wrote. So no. So you're still stuck there as well. Catherine, you. Yes. You made a spot hidden roll. You did very well. Thank you. You see these, these two men walking and they're motioning with their hand, like come forward slowly and they're not breathing. There's no breath coming out. That's great. Um, that's that's delicious. What would you like me to do about this? You can shoot, but the plan was to try to let them get all the way up into the gorge. You are very far forward. You can make a stealth check and try to get back to the rock, but they are coming, and they're about to get into Jack's point of vision. I'll send the new map, but you're seeing no exhale. In the people down in the hole? In the people that are very close to you, with the long tube... And, ba- and a satchel full of ammunition. Oh, God. A long tube that looks like it might be something like a heavier weapon. Great. Like something that'll bring a gorge down. <laughs> I kind of want them to go in the hole and away from me. I don't know how to do that. They're not going to. Some are moving along the ridge, Catherine, okay. and some are moving in, up, the, up the hall, okay. up, the, up it, through the gorge. But the ones that are in advance, moving in advance, are up on the gorge. They're thinking take the high ground, too. So they are up, several are up here with you on the left and several are moving along the right. The ones on the right can't be seen yet because they're kind of behind the lower boulders. Okay. But yours are right there. I mean, Catherine, you can see that they're not exhaling. That's how close they are. And you hear the... <sighs> what do you want to do? do you... <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I hate you. Um, Can I shoot it in the head? Catherine, if you shoot, make a sanity check. Oh, good God, no. That No. Then I'm not going to tell you not to shoot. I'm, you failed the sanity check, right? Yeah. Lose three sanity. And I'm not going to tell you what, you know, just shoot. Oh, no, I can't. I can't do it. No, because they're too close to me. And they're down in the hole. And it's going to fuck up everything. <laughs> then run. If you run, make a stealth check. I'll let you have it. But you're going to have a penalty to the stealth roll because you're panicking. I'm not sure where I'd run. You can fall back to where everybody else is. We would have we would have planned, I think, that fallback positions and such. Absolutely. Okay. 
Get behind a rock. Okay. There's a rock right above you. Okay, get behind the rock. Get behind the rock. Okay, I'm gonna get behind the rock. Catherine, what's your uh, what's your what's your stealth? Uh, I can't run. I have arm. Okay, I have arm on. That's <gasps> Adams. Catherine, I'll move you behind the rock. Okay, move behind the rock. You know what? He burned the eye of Armon for that. That's a big power. They missed you. They didn't see okay, it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Catherine, you are, you're now, Faye, you see Catherine bolt backwards and come running. Do you want to try to let other people know what's going on? Do you want to, I'm sure you had a sound set up. Uh, although, you know what? You're not Pol- Operation Poltergeist where you're full-blown soldiers on everything. Maybe you didn't have a sound set up. Uh, but I'll take a picture of what's happening next, where everybody is. And then Vadim can make his calls. So I'm advancing them on their movement. Because that's part of what was going on. I've never been more scared. Here's the next Here's the next screenshot. I'll send this to the entire group. So they're all around Catherine. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they were. Catherine's moved up. You can see Catherine's moved behind the boulder. But they're coming up the street, up the road. Oh, and there's one down from me up in the gorge. All right. So, Jack, you are now close enough to see. Faye, you with your vision can see. I will now show Faye and, Kath and Jack what they see of the troopers. So that's what you guys now have. Everybody else sees shapes. Uh, bottom, you're starting to see shape, you know, from the, in the extreme distance. That's what Jack, that's what's coming up the road. Faye, that's what you see coming towards Catherine. We see them in the road, but we're also seeing distant general sort of shapes coming along the entire valley. So it- up along the embankment. Yep. Now you don't get me wrong, Vadim, your plan's solid because you're going to catch a good portion of them on the road. Yeah, no, absolutely. But com- yeah, commandos aren't going to just walk up, you know, just get, they're, they're trying to cake ground as well. Right. Bottom. Okay. Bottom's thinking what he's thinking. Gotcha. All right. So here we go. Top of the order. Top of the order would be bottom. I'm going to, you guys still have the ambush because Catherine had the eye of Armon and made the, made the right, you know, made the bat fall, fell back. She did lose some sanity. You guys pulled the eye of Armon's out. You're down, I think three of them now. Ella's lost hers. Jack's lost his. Vadim's lost his. So the girls have theirs. So the, the the wind is picking up. It's, you know, it's, they are not moving with any like super pace. They are kind of, they're, they're, but they are, you can see it's so coordinated. Like they're coming up, they're keeping an eye on each other. Guns are moving left and right. They're scoping it out. They're thinking, fuck, this is where I'd shoot somebody if they were going to be around. Not that they know that you've done that, but they're, they're totally being like on alert. So uh, would you say um, their movement is, you know, per round per se? Would I be able to gauge two hexes, two hexes a turn right now and caution. They have eight, so they could move four at mass speed. They're coming up. They're usually they're using about they're moving at half speed. OK, cautious advance. Perfect. So so Vodham being top of the order, right? Vodham would, um, you know, would be kind of like that calculating mind from behind the wall. You know, he doesn't feel like they're going to get as deep in as he would like, but he's still going to hold. He holds. Next up is who? Uh, Faye. Faye, give me a listen roll. Uh, that is a 22. That is a hard success. Bitte, Faye. Versteck dich nicht, Wohnungs. Bitte, Faye. Versteck dich nicht, Wohnungs. Is who I think is here? Here? Make a, make a sanity check. I shouldn't have gotten that. That is a 19. Okay, you still lose some points, but it's halved. Oh, two. Okay. Faye, you you believe that voice sounds familiar. You definitely believe it's Heinrich. Yeah. She just texted um, his I hope it's not Heinrich. Like before. Yeah, this. I did. God damn it, Gia. I sure as shit did. 
Oh no, I knew it. Okay. Um, then going off of the sanity roll, she's shaken, but she composes herself because she knows that she can't freak out right now or she's going to get her herself and everyone else killed. So she's still holding, she's still got her gun at the ready and she is ready to fight. I'm still holding. He, what's your German? Make a roll. I don't have German. Catherine, you speak German? I speak German, but I, I know enough. Make a roll. I know, I know enough to know that Faye's name and Bitta means please. Yeah, make a roll. God damn it, sir. 14, success. Faye, we can smell you. Next up, Ella. Ah, what? <laughs> what? I go, I run for the truck. Go ahead, Elle. <laughs> Lead the charge to the truck. Please. It's time to go. <laughs> You're an evil man. This isn't right. Well, I, here's the thing. I don't know what's going on. I obviously don't hear it because I'm farther away. And not much farther. What you got to make listen roll? We'll see if you make the listen roll because right if if Faye can hear them, they're saying it kind of. They're, they're they're pretty. They're about 35, 40 feet away from Earth. But you might be able to pick it up. Make a spot. Make a listen. Definitely not. That's a fifty-six. So I'm not hearing anything. I'm thinking everything's hunky dory because I didn't even see cat move, and I'm just waiting for the blast to go off so I can just start shooting up this place like freaking Jonathan and the mummy. Die, you Nazi bastards! Die. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> right. Okay, you're holding one more turn, Catherine. You're up. You hear? You hear? We can smell you. And Catherine, you you they're close. They're about fifteen eight to twenty feet away from you, and they are moving up that ridge, and they're and they are coming. Can I get on top? You can fall back. You can fall back again. Or you can step out, or you can wait. But they're—they've got maybe two rounds before they're alongside of you. Oh shit! Uh, would moving have to be stealth? Oh, oh hell yeah! They're commandos looking for you. They hear—they hear you, or it has to. This be was the stupidest decision to put me down at the bottom. You picked your spot. I know. Let's I know. Our mistakes here. Come on. No, I'm blaming myself. I'm gonna die is what's gonna happen. This is fucking terrible. I want to defend my You're best. You're gonna die. They can smell me, Catherine. <laughs> well, they know your smell. They've smelled that You've fear. You've butted enough of them to leave an impression. Are you running or are you staying put? Are you gonna try to hide? Tell me what hide, you're doing. Hide, hide, bitch, hide. Still a stealth check. Make it. I hate you. Oh my God. I'm going you to die. You get bonuses because you're not moving. <gasps> zero, zero, three, fucker. Wow, I'm your father. Okay, so right now you're, you're hurting very... me. <laughs> right, Catherine covers herself with snow, <laughs> um, and just lies there prone and whimpers, but quietly. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Special effects makeup, like Peta from Hunger Games, who's a baker, but somehow mince makes his face suddenly blend. take up cake decorating. <laughs> Jack, you're making out. You're making out movement along the ridge to your south. There, there's definitely coming around that boulder that's down there uh, by the the second number one on your side. Can I see? Yeah, I see the one there. Can I see the ones that are directly parallel with him down in the gorge? You can in the gorge. You can see. And then, can I see on the other side of the gorge those other ones? Has, or no? I mean, well, there's rocks there. That's a big right, rock right, slide. So, right. but I see the guy coming. I'm going to wait and let this guy get nice and close to me. So we're back to the t- of Adam. I'm going to go to the t- I'm going to let this moment happen so everyone advances, okay? Yep. Because you were the top of the order. All right. So they come up here. I'll send a new screenshot. They blow the ridge. No, they're not looking to blow anything. That's not their game. Yeah, and they don't want to kill us. They want to take us. From, what I, from the picture I saw, they're not looking to kill us. I don't know. I've escaped the graveyard once. I don't think they're going to let me escape again, so. 
Well, this actually, folks, explains something about Mueller as well. So if you think through this, this actually does make sense because Mueller, Mueller has many lives and they've been doing graveyard stuff. What about this, this makes sense? They, I'm sorry, Catherine, were you saying something? What, what about this makes sense? Like, we're, we're in a gorge. We, a couple days ago, we were having, like, Christmas beans, and now... We're, Christmas beans and rice. Yeah, and now we're up here, and I'm surrounded. They can smell Faye. It is Cthulhu. We're all gonna die. I mean, we are ringing 1932 in in style. Yeah, let's, let's remember we'll the stick- skin woman, please. I mean, this is right up there with that. I'm not well. New picture for everyone. If that doesn't take the skin off your back. Eh. <laughs> I can only hide so much more. Oh, now you now it's bad. Yeah, you're you yeah, you waited. You're good, you're hidden. They can't see but you. But you do have a shotgun. Move. But how did they know a shotgun. this gorge? We had the car move through here and made them think like, oh, we kept moving. Kayla, along the road, so a lot of the road has been like the Mordor road, where there's only there's no left side like there's the left is a wall and the right is down, right? So there's really hasn't been a lot of places for you to fan out. And they're not it doesn't mean that they think you may be here. What they're doing is they're just making sure they're not in an ambush. They look into the gorge and because of their training, these guys are these guys were World War One veterans and older. They are been trained not to just walk up the center of the road like a bunch of dullards. All right, bottom. Rules are important. Um, so Catherine critically successed on a hidden and on a on a hidden role. She can stay there as long as she wants. You you stay hidden like that until you decide not to be, until you do something else. Just just stating that that's what Catherine would know. Catherine would know that. I would let her know that before she anything happened. As a matter of fact, which means she would probably just be like, I'm good. I'm just staying right here. <laughs> and well, also, the- you would know just rules-wise, Catherine, too, that, you know, like, they have to beat your role to see you. So, like, you're you're not... You're not going to get seen. You're not getting seen. So you would, like, she could, you know, she would feel very comfortable where she is right now compared to... Well, no, she failed her sanity. Ah, She's still nervous. Yeah. yeah. She's still nervous, but she knows that right now... I. If somebody, if, if a serial killer is coming around the corner and you're in a closet and you think he's going to check the closet, you're still a nervous wreck, right? Your panic is still there as he walks up and down the hall looking for, you know, but maybe your door, he just passes because he doesn't think about it, whatever. That's the feeling she's got right now. She's still like, oh my God, oh my God. But as long as she doesn't make any sudden movements, they'll walk past her. She rolled that well. Yeah. So Vadim sees, you know, their rate of movement. He's like hesitantly, nervously holding on to the fuse and he's like his mind is racing and he's calculating where there are and he knows where Jack is. And, you know, he thinks he saw Catherine maybe move back and and he's just trying to calculate. And it's like that you want to blow it. They're all right there. But he decides to hold again. One more turn. Okay, he holds. Next up, uh, uh, Faye. Ella, you see that image. That's what's coming towards you. That's what's now, you know, is near Catherine. Is it just me or are they multiplying? Nope, same number. Um, there was one below me, now there's three. Because they were behind the rock. And that's a machine gun team. They're, one's straddling a machine gun on his back while the, the other one's carrying a box of ammo. Thank God for that, huh? Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. This is, why we, this is why we don't share plans with, with the Keeper. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys are unbelievable. They, have, they are so much, you know what? Shut it off. Cut it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ungrateful. I'm scared, sir. Uh, uh, why are you acting like we're not grateful? Like, like, oh, those ungrateful players. How dare they? I crafted we're this citizens. beautiful- like- We're citizens with guns. <laughs> you, you're just talking about a box of ammo. A man holding a box of ammo for a machine gunner. 
I'm never coming out. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's fair. They're going to find Catherine's frozen body in the spring. You probably have the best chance of killing any of them with a shotgun. It'd be like Jack Nicholson at the end of Shining. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. If it's even possible to kill them, you probably have the best chance. Well, we're not to that point yet, but everybody, uh, Catherine, definitely, Faye, Ella, you can hear it. Jack, you're starting to hear the sniffing as well. And Ella, you pick up on those same Must words. we mime the sniffing? Bitte, Faye. Please, Faye, don't run from us. I would just... Faye, we can smell you. I would you. just like it to be known that Ella is going to like to make a connection with Heinrich eventually once this fight is over. Would if he she? Lives. Hmm. I-, I can figure out where he came from. Yeah, I- all right, I'll allow that. I could be wrong here, but did you notice that they're only calling to Faye? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Isn't that cute? Wait, I think Jack has a plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so precious. I mean, seriously. Jack Cavendish. Well, sounds like a pay problem God. to me. <laughs> if you Serenity, surrender. Lady, I will make it everyone's problem. You hear me? I will I'm be. a vengeful woman. <laughs> I killed a man with my bare hands on a bridge by smashing his skull against the brick. Now, did I get shot after? Yes, that's not important. The important part this is. This is going to be like Spartacus. I'm Faye Dawson. No, I'm Faye Dawson. <laughs> well, I good luck with that one, Jack. So, Faye, what are you doing? Panicking. No, I'm kidding. I'm a. I'm. I'm waiting for Vodum's signal. Excellent. He better make it soon. However, if if he doesn't make it next turn, I don't think that my girl can hold on much longer. <laughs> Ella, you're up. I would like to like signal Vodum to set off the explosives. Perhaps the. Rocks falling will distract them enough to go towards the noise rather than towards the people. So I'm try I'm waving my arms like blow it, please. <laughs> like trying to show him like, hey, can you set off the dynamite? Hold on. So you're moving. Yep. Yeah, I'm moving. I know what I'm trying to do. That's Robin! <laughs> and the one that is in front where F is on your picture, the first one, drops the machine gun hunkers down for a moment and drops to all fours and howls. We're about to get really fucking crazy. Oh, okay. Catherine, Can here Vodum we go. Can just set off the explosives, please? <laughs> Can Vodum set that charge now, please? What does it matter now? You've activated them. I, again, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm trying to help you guys by setting off an explosion to distract them. Apparently, that. If you look from where Ella, if you look from where you are, if you look from where you are straight up the road, straight through the between the rock, the boulder and the forest and the trees, they have a clear line of sight at you. I gave them a penalty. My first one failed. The second roll oh. was was a hard success. Vodum and Ella are having a conversation if we all live to this. <laughs> They've activated, but they are out of sequence as far as their speed. So I'm going to say that Catherine and let's just do Catherine and Jack. And we'll start at the top of the order and they'll go in their normal procedure. Catherine, you're holding, right? Yeah. Okay, Cavendish, what are you doing? My thought is to shoot the machine gunner and then bail for the trees, the big clump of trees. Because right now, the tree that I was covered from the road is not covering me from the guys directly below me. Directly along with you. Right, right, right south of me or whatever, right. Yep, so go ahead and make a roll. So I will now show everybody what's up, what they look like. I think the only one left was Vadim, unfortunately. Okay, so that is uh, one regular success, and then 
another regular success. So two regular successes with the 3006. That gets how many shots? Two? Um, that gets two. It's a bolt action. It gets two shots. All right. So go ahead and do your damage. Damage is 2d6 plus four. So what were your successes, by the way? Uh, 50, regulars? 54 and 59. They were regulars, correct. Is that a mask or is that just their face? They're not exhaling. That's their face. They're yeah. fucking skeletons. They're yep. dead. All right. Yeah. Yep. They're just, well, they're different. Okay, so here's the first damage. The first damage is a five plus four is nine points, the first one. And <laughs> hits him hard. The second one is 15 points. Same guy. F- just tears part of his, you know, blood goes splattering all, all through the snow. The, the impact drives him on the first one. The second one lifts him like four feet, drives him backwards. Uh, the other the other one stops and looks, looks just starts zoning in. He like clicks a second to see where it's from. And then... <laughs> No, again, no breath, but there's noise. The single rifleman is here. They're going to, you, you surprised them, right? Right. Besides what Ella did, they didn't know you were there yet. You were hidden. Everybody was good until they moved, but next turn they're going to see you. But the one that's lying in the ground, he's, you know, he's all bleeding out. Everything's gone. You know, it looks like he's just a fucking mess. So it looks like he's dying. Uh, he took a shit. All right. Can I, bro. can I bail for the trees there? If you, if so, you've taken your action. Right. Correct. You can. Um, oh wait! If, if I run, if I run for the trees and I can't fire next time, correct. Which uh, which one? Um, looking at that last picture, Jack. Which which one did you shoot into? The one in the center holding the machine gun. It's got like a little cross in front of him. See it? The well, yeah. There's several, but you, you on your side. I yeah, straight straight down from me. Right. I, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I the center and I because the one to the one to the left is the one holding the ammo, and the one to his right is the one holding the gun. So. At least it'll take him around to pick up that gun to use it if the other guy truly is dead, which I'm not believing. But the other guy's going to get a shot on me. All right. So top of the order. Bottom? You know, hearing, you know, seeing seeing the the, the screaming and, and uh, the, sh- the shot ring out from Jack. Bottom immediately lights the, uh, the fuse, blows the rocks. He rigged up a fast fuse, so it's just like zinc boom. He falls into... Uh, his position, um, well, he, well, he's already hidden, but these are 10-foot squares, right? What's your move? Uh, my move is nine. Okay, so you every square takes you two. So he blows the rocks. What What's the result of the blown rock? Does it blow out like 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 he, ho- he hoped? And- it, yeah, it goes down into the gully. Okay. He will move around the rock, heading towards on the right-hand side. There's like two trees, two smaller trees there. Along the gorge. Yep, along the gorge. So he's going to move um, one, two, three, four, five, six. He can get to the second one. So just above the three, he's going to attempt to uh, to hide there. Okay, so it, in one action, you blew, you, you lit the fuse and you ran. Now they're going to have a reaction to that. So the fuse. Well, you, you, you lit a fuse. That was your free act. That was the action, right? You, you set that off. You started to run. You're running at full speed. That's not trying to be stealthy. You want to cut your movement, I'll let you take the stealth. But if you're doing your full, if you're moving your full set, you're going with pace. That's not sneaky. So would you like to back up? So I am going to then, so it's one, two, three, four to the first small tree, and then five, six to the second small tree. So I'd be pushing it if I tried to make it to the second small tree. Okay, so he's going to move up to the first small tree. And, uh, you know, stealthing, stealthily attempting to uh, to move up to that tree into a position of being hidden. Um, with his uh, shadow ability, he gets a bonus die. 
Um, I rolled an 84 and a 04, so that would be a 4. Yep, you fall in line, no problem. Okay, so Faye, what are you doing? Uh, Shooting. All right. Do I see, because I think that I hear Heinrich, do I see him at all? Hard to pick him out. Okay. They're all dressed very much the same. When you saw Heinrich last time, he looked different because all their clothes were from different periods and different wars. Um, Right now, they're all dressed in this. They've been outfitted in... And the symbols, there's not swastikas. Like now you're seeing it's Thule symbols. So these guys have been, they've been working on this for a while, trying to to raise soldiers to keep, to make these shock troopers, uh, these knocked commanders. We'll see what happens. Operation Poltergeist is going to face far worse than this, guys. Don't worry about it. So I wouldn't be, if you're a fan of watching this happen, check out Operation Poltergeist in June when it comes out, because it's going to be much crazier than this. Scary. Okay. Um... <laughs> no wonder I'm not playing that fucking game. <laughs> Don't ask me to guest star on that one. All right. Um, I will then shoot at whoever is closest to All right, my tree. Yeah, the first guy, first guy here. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'm going to be pulling three times. Okay. Because I'm scared shitless. All right. The first one just makes it at a 65. And then this one is minus 10. So that one does not make it. And then my third one, my third one is a hard success. Okay. So let me roll damage for that. That's... 2d10s so i rolled a nine <laughs> ah, panicking my dice is going everywhere and that is a seven so that's 16 points of damage Faye, make a spot hidden i don't want to that's a six so you shot him and when you ripped him the one it blew parts of his, part of his jacket away and in the up by his shoulder by his neck there is a soft red glow coming off the back of his neck there's an iridescent like glow from under where his jacket ripped apart it's just this, like this pulse off his neck. And he goes, Argh! and screams out. All right, we are to 65. That's Ella. If I'm hearing Faye shoot, then I'm shooting in that direction as well. S- closest yep. one? All right, let me know what you got. I'm using my big, big machine gun Mauser. Oh, that'll make, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's got three attacks and 30 ammo and a jam thing. Oh, yeah. And a jam thing. So I don't know if that helps. Well, jam is bad. So we don't want that to happen. Okay. First one is a regular success. Shot one. Second shot is a miss. And third shot is a miss. Okay. So. Faye, you see the same one get hit again. Catherine, you hear bullets ripping past you. There's all kinds of. Now, now the noises are just starting to come from everywhere. You heard Jack's gun going up. You know, it's just. You know, and then you hear this this Mauser kicking him, and you see the guy splatter and he falls down. Um, the two next to him drop stuff, and they they feel like it's on. There's no more pretense. There's no more shooting at a distance. This is going to get ugly. They start running, Catherine. You start seeing them bolt past the the the, the rock. Um, Ella, do your damage. That is a five. So he gets hit even more. Catherine, you are close enough that when you see him, you can also make out now because you're within thirty feet. This. This radiant glow coming from behind his shoulder. This very it's it's faint, but you can see it now. Now they move. I will update the map. So, Jack, they moved, but they moved at full speed. So this turn you're safe. Next turn they are on you. Those guys are coming with with pace. Catherine, you are now directly behind a group of them. Very close. I can't do anything about this. Shot you can shoot. Shotgun. Shotgun scatters bullets all over the place. Little tiny pellets. There's four of them. Kills humans just like animals. 
Right. We get a bullet, you get like 15 or 18 or 24, depending on what type of shot you have. It's a 12 gauge. It's, it's bucket. It's a, it's a buckshot. It's a 12 gauge. Oh, so if it's buckshot, then it's, uh, it would be- Eight or 10. No, 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 no. It would be, it would be uh, 18. Double O would be 16 and triple O I think would be 14. These O's mean, I don't know. Um, Doesn't matter. Okay. For you, it just means that there's less of them, but they hit harder. Right. Okay. Bigger bigger pellets, want- less of them. Essentially, that's okay. the difference. More stop um, and power. So you are perfectly hidden, which means you have time to aim, and they are within 10 feet. So aiming with a shotgun at 10 feet is fine. So what would, do you want to aim? Do you want to? Yes, please. Okay. So roll a bonus die. Take your first shot. Bonus die. Yeah. You roll, t- you roll two Ooh. tens and one one. And you tell me what the better, the lower 10 is. Okay. That would be a zero zero nine. Okay, so what is that a critical success? That's critical. The one you hit, it explodes out the back of his neck. Everybody on this side can see it. Vadim is hiding behind the trees. Vadim, you want to make a, a spot hidden with a, a hard success difficulty, and Jack is being charged. I'm not sure he's going to see it from his vantage point. Everybody sees that from the neck. This red light flashes three times, and he goes down. Was that the one that kept getting injured, or is that a new one? A new one. Oh, good. So aim so for the fucking heads, people. Necks. Back of the neck, Jack. They're on. They're they're in your face, Jack, and you can hear them. They're howling. Lauren, you can take a dodge. Yes, she can dodge. If she, if you, if they spin, they're not gonna be able to spin before you. So, actually, I'm sorry, Lauren. They they go ahead of you. So next turn, you may do a dodge action if you need it. But right now, face shot, Ellis shot. They're. They're they're in they're in feral mode. They've they're moving. The guys in the gorge are still using their guns. They're looking around, but the ones that have been shot at, they just went fuck this. Do they seem like wild, almost like animalistic? They do now. Their rage is up. Yeah, their prey is close. They know it. This is what Faye got the you know chased with in the graveyard. This is what the knock commanders were supposed to be. This is what they've they've been evolving. Okay, so I'm gonna fire at the guy that's directly in front of me. I have no no choice. That's what I have to do. Okay. Yep. All right. Take your shot. Okay, that is a hard success, and that is a critical success. Okay, so criticals hit him in the neck. Die, fucker! Sorry, sorry, just slipped. Just slipped How many neck. damage for that one? Well, it's max. The the critical is a max damage, right? So it's two d six. So that'd be twelve plus four is sixteen. Yeah, you. <laughs> All right, just blows and then the off. second one, I have to, I have to do the, uh, do the damage for that. The six. So that's ten points. The second one is ten points. He just stutters. He keeps his, his arms jerk for a second. <laughs> like he's just pissed that you shot so him. So my guess is the one directly in front of me is the one that probably died. The one behind him is the one that I hit but didn't kill. Okay. Yeah. And the one that was in the snow is getting up. I'm, I'm sorry. The one that I thought died is getting up. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting to, he's starting to climb himself back up. Which one? The one directly in, directly in front of me? Well, he he'd be further back. So I'm going to relocate that guy oh, for the next are turn. Oh, you talking about the one that I thought I killed that was when they were far away. Exactly. Because I didn't shoot him in the neck, right? Cuz cuz I don't I don't know this yet. Not yet. The sigil is behind him. And right it's behind their neck. They didn't put it on their forehead. They didn't put it in their heart. They put it behind their neck. That's where the the magic was located. The the girls now know absolutely, you know, if somebody wants to scream hit him and shoot him in the fucking neck, that would help. Yeah, because there's I'm not going to know. Yeah, people may not know. All right, top of the order, Vadim. Okay, so uh, Vadim is in a position of hidden. He's going to use his first surprise attack to attack this uh, lead point uh, who's sort of parallel to the the red circle. 
in the middle of the gorge. That's a 93 and a 43. So that's a regular success. Okay. Roll damage. Seven plus two. That's a nine damage. All right. Staggers him. He's going to fire off uh, two more rounds into him. So, because he has the the uh, follow-up rounds for each attack, right? Um, that one would be a critical hit. Five. Max damage. He, what, the guy that you were shooting, you stayed on the same target. I did. You see the a pulsing red. And it goes down. He drops. Okay. But you it blew out the it blew out the lower part of his neck by his, his Adam's apple, and you just saw it just rip part of his but his head is still slightly attached. It's lulled as he falls forward, but you see the pulsing lights. Happening happening so fast, you know, because Vodum is like in his his with his ability, his shadow ability, he kinda you know, he he pops out and he gets two attacks, right? Two surprise attacks. So this is his first surprise attack. He moves to the second guy behind him, which is um you know, sort of, you know, down left from the red circle. So the registering of of what he saw that first guy is not really registering yet, since it's just like da 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 So this is his his second surprise attack, which he gets from his shadow effect of being hidden. Um, that is a forty nine and a seventy nine. So a forty nine is a regular success. Okay. Being six points of damage. All right. So he he gets hit as well. And he will follow up a second shot on him as well. That is a one zero and a two. It's a twenty and a ten. So a ten. That's a critical success. Thirteen. Yep, that's a critical success. Another one pops. This time you see the red again, and this time it's it's. But he he walks like four more steps forward and then collapses, and the and the red light pulses one last time and goes out. Jack being so close to seeing them go down, does he see them? Jack's in a melee with, for his life. I mean, they're all they're getting close to him, but I'm sure. Yeah, but Jack saw the red pulse out of the one he shot. He killed one. Yeah. So somewhere off in the distance, there's a sound that starts to build in your heads. And you're not sure why, but it's, it's just this noise. And they're all starting to jerk, except the ones that have died. And they're just starting to look around and they go feral. Every one of them is now just lowering themselves to the ground. Faye, what do you do? Because they're coming. They all just start howling and hooping and they're running. So you get, Faye, you, you're going to go and Ella's going to go. And then they're on the move hard. This noise is like pounding in your ears. This sound. Because there's one guy with a pack, and he's just yelling into this mic, and he's calling out these things. And then you hear this expression, We cannot die, but you can. And that's when they start. They just start coming. So, Faye, take your shots, whatever you want to do. I'm going to pull the three again for the ones that are down. What weapon are you using? I'm using my revolver, so after this, but... I had gotten another revolver because I wanted more than one gun. So after this, I have a whole other revolver that's still fully loaded. So I don't have to reload just yet. You're doing, yeah, you're doing Brandon Fraser and the Mummy. You're pulling. Yeah. Bu- 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 reaching for guns. Yeah. So um, I'm going to use the last three shots in this revolver and I'm just going to aim for whoever is close on the, like below my tree. Yep. There's one right there. Yeah, it's close. He's about to start jumping up and climbing. Well, no, he's not because I'm going to blow his neck off. I hope. All right, and that is a 91, okay. All right, so I got 47, so that's a regular success. And then I got a three. <laughs> Full damage. One die, Another one dies. All right, and I would also like, I know that it's a risk because I'm in the tree. I would like to scream out to the rest of my teammates and say, the next, the next, go for the next. That's where their power's coming from. That's the only way to kill them. 
So everyone's suspicions are confirmed because I'm pretty sure everyone else is seeing these and I'm like, nope, it's go for it. What do you got, Ella? I hear the lovely Faye's voice shouting from somewhere in the sky. So I'm assuming she's in a tree. I, oh God. You say that I can use an action to dodge. Like, are they coming at me at me or are they trying to go still go for her? They're they're running at Cat. The, the one spun is on Catherine. The other one's moved up to Catherine. Catherine's in trouble. Faye has got one climbing that jumps and climb, starts climbing the tree. He will reach her. Jack's got one on him. And the ones in the gorge are, st- are going to start climbing. So it's, it's going to be a big turn. They just are reaching you I now. I will aim my next attack for the one going up the tree. So, yeah, he's he's literally within five feet of the base, Kayla, as you go. Because their, their initiative is 62. The one that Catherine shot in the back of the neck, his partner's turning to Catherine. One is already beyond that point, and he's running at Faye. Because the end result is f- something about this is Faye. That's what, that's what you believe. So, Ella, go ahead and take your shots. And then I'll take a snapshot of what they move. Because there's going to be there's going to be hand to hand. First shot misses, down to twenty three. Okay. I got a twenty two. Okay, so go ahead and do your damage. Six. You hit him. He, you know, branch breaks in his hand, but that's not enough to stop him. He's going to keep. He's starting to climb. All right. So combats are coming. So Jack, you have uh, one on you. The other two are making it up way, way up the gorge. He is attacking you with hand to hand. Okay, he hits. Catherine, you have two on you. You have one on you because you killed one in the neck, even though it's a it's a partnership. I know you killed one of them. You get missed. The other one is an 06. That's a critical hit. So Catherine, you take six. And the other one is uh five. You take eleven total. Jack, you got hit, but not for a crit. So it's three plus two. You take five. Faye, the one on you in the tree. He's got a negative, trying to get up to hit you. I mean, I've already been attacked by them once. I I, I yeah. think it's cool. You know, we don't no, you need got, to do this. No, he hit you. He rolled mm-hmm. a crit. Zero no, seven. Oh. So that's max damage. So you take six. Okay. Thank you. And Faye, he's latched onto you. That's great. And it seems like he's pulling to your leg and his mouth is yeah, uh, standing I up. I don't fucking think so. No, no, that's my, you bastard. You know that's my number one fear is getting bit on the ankle by a zombie and here you are exploiting it. Don't look around. You know, I've explicitly told you this before. I I was told Catherine cannot get eaten by cannibals or zombies. You have a fear of children, uh, large giraffes, water bison. I don't know. I can't keep up with them all. I, uh, pottery. I don't know which one I have to, I can't invoke. Would you I like thought zombies on the you? ankle was okay. No, would you like me to make you a spreadsheet? A, a graph, please. Vadim, you're up. This is the rules friendly reminder for everybody since we're all taking damage that you can, um, when you uh, take damage, you can spend luck to recover some of it immediately. So just keep that in mind if you're getting awfully damaged. Yep. Okay, so Vadim sees Jack um, getting, you know, getting ganged up on into a melee situation. How does it work with me moving and shooting, or is it just one or the other? No, so you can move. You can move your half your movement and fire. Okay, it looks. I can't see the the squares too clearly here, but it looks like I'm about. Would you say I'm about fifty feet from Jack? Uh, not even. Five. If you go catty corner, five, ten, fifteen. So I'm going to half movement 
up to essentially behind Jack as he's approaching. You know, I would I would call out to, you know, Jack, it is Vadim. So so he would know it's me coming up from behind him. Um, And I'm basically going to get in close and make sure that he can't get surrounded or overwhelmed. And as I do that, I'm going to um, take a shot at the one that is down sort of below us at this point, I guess, right at the, the, the base of the three squiggly line, that guy that's, that's in the, that's in the gap still. So I will take a shot at him. Now, if nobody moves, you all can aim. If you aim, you get bonus die because you better chances to try to get crits. Okay. Okay. So aiming. And the other thing aiming will do with a rapid fire weapon is as long as you do not move or dodge, because then you didn't negate it. I will give you full rolls without the penalties. So if you just if you stand there and don't move, so uh, so from next time for everybody, let's we'll add that. We'll make sure we're doing that. Um, Caleb, would any of those shots have been? A, you would have needed criticals. So would it, none of those would have been criticals out of your way because you missed both times, right? I missed both times, very very almost critically badly. Okay, so it wouldn't have helped you in that case. Okay, no, as long as you don't dodge or move and you go to aim, you get a bonus die on the one shot, and then any other shot you won't have the successive penalties. It'll just be straight shooting. I think Vodum still would have moved up behind Jack just to. I agree. Just to, yeah, he doesn't sense. want him to get overwhelmed. Which could happen. Yeah, right. he's got like three guys right on him there. These things are monsters. They do seem to go down, though, when they get shot or take damage. Oh, they can be knocked over. So yeah. there seems to be maybe like a point of vulnerability to, you know, jump on one that's prone and ram a knife through its neck or something like that. If, yeah, if you get that to that point, you want to get close. Okay, so I'm going to follow through with what I said I was doing, and um, and I'll take a, just just a regular shot. Um, that's a 36, so that is um, a regular success for 12 points of damage. Excellent. So that would knock him over. Um, so I see him go down, and maybe I've, I've, I've seen that light leaving from the necks and such of the ones before, but I don't know if it's quite connected that that's the only way I'm killing these things. So I kind of like satisfactorily looked look at uh, him going down. I don't think I would fire again, expecting that that, uh, you know, that solid shot took him down. So I'm done. Uh, next up, Bay. he's on you. He's got your leg, and he's, he's pulling you down towards him through the trees, yeah, the true. snowy tree. That's very cold and windy. Uh-huh. Just making sure I we do that. No, thank you so much for setting the scene for me. Uh, it means a lot. I am going to kick down with all my might, like on his face, on his neck, just to get him to let go of me. Because right now, I don't think there's, I can't shoot while he's trying to pull me. You can put the gun, you can try. I mean, you sure, it's, it's a struggle for your life. Holding onto the tree right now is also paramount of importance. So I would say kicking probably is better for you because you're using your hands to hold the tree. And, you know, I'm not saying you drop your gun, but you're like struggling because he's really grabbed onto you. He rolled a crit success. He's grappling you. He's pulling you, trying to pull you out of the tree. I am going to make sure that I loop my arms around like one of the stronger branches. And I am just kicking at his face and his neck with my uh, my free foot. So listeners, what they're seeing is skull faced German soldiers in various states of decay, all of them pretty pretty but but messed up and they're they're getting hit and shot but they're getting they're also most of them are a lot of them have gotten back up uh after they've been shot not all some they've seen this glowing eerie glow of reddish light leave their bodies after being shot in the neck somehow it seems to be working but the connection is coming Faye, what'd you get uh right on a hard success so i got i rolled a 27 okay do your damage i rolled a six so that's three points of damage okay you jar him uh Faye, make a strength check uh, 42, that's a regular success. Catherine, you hear a scream as Faye's pulled out of the tree. 
Well, that's great. There's branches cracking. She's on the ground. Ella? Remember what I said earlier about leaving me to die, people. I will come back for you. I'm still shooting at the guy that just pulled her out of the tree. He's coming down with her, Kay. They're in a, they're in a oh, pile. God. Catherine has one closing with her and from behind if you want to hit him. All right. I'll go for the next open one. Are you moving? Are you thinking of dodging? There, none are coming for me, so I'm standing still. Okay, then you get aim. So take a bonus die on the first one. Two! Two! That's an extreme! So, Catherine, the one that's that was closing on you that just scratched you up really bad, you see bullets rip, rip into him, he starts staggering towards you, and then his neck blows. And the, and the red light goes... And he just steps forward, and his hand just goes down the front of your, your coat as he falls to the ground and smears blood and everything all over down, your, down the front of your jacket. You okay? Everybody good? No, we're not okay. That's a stupid question. Jack, there is three on you. Are they actually on me? Yes, now they are. So on you. the gun is useless at this point. Um, unless you want to use it like in their face. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Somebody screamed already, shoot him in the neck. So if they're that close, I, I should be able to shoot him in the neck, hopefully. I mean, do I get Faye is down, I... so I just want to let you understand. Yeah, Jack, there I'm gonna be with you one second. I'm not worried about Faye. Faye's been down so many times. This girl this girl's not gonna die. I, I don't know. I think my luck is might be running out this time. Honestly, I thought your luck ran out in the graveyard. So uh, there, there's literally nothing at this point. So Faye is down, like like unconscious. No, Faye is down, meaning on the ground. Oh, they pulled her onto the out of the tree. All right, so we're going to start, Catherine. There's one on you. One is still down in the gorge. The one on you. That's an 05, Catherine. You hear everyone hears Catherine yell as she's dog jumped and just. It's just it's just a barrel roll through the snow now. This guy it's it's biting, it's punching, it's just it looks it's just in human speed. It's like a gorilla. And it's on Catherine. Catherine, you're gonna take some damage from that, and you're locked into a strength roll, but you're pretty hefty. Uh Catherine's three plus three is six. That was max damage from him. but wasn't a crit hit, so that was good. Um when it comes to your turn, Catherine, you'll need a strength roll to break free. Faye. One well, one missed you. Okay. One hit, two plus three is five. And Jack, that's an O2. So Jack got hit. Jack, you're going to have to make a strength check to come out of it as well. You're on the ground. Five points, Jack. Ella, um, so Ella, you see two on Faye. They're, they're really, Faye got lucky. She, she, this turn, you're, you're thinking she should have been mangled. Catherine's rolling around on the ground. You know, you know that Vadim is ba- has got Jack's back, but Jack has been getting, Jack got tripped up. He got pulled to the ground. Once they have you in a grapple, it's a it's just a lot harder to get out, and it's hard to fight back. With you know, you can't use your gun. Your arms are being pinned. You're, they're, they're fighting with you. But we'll go. To, we'll finish the order. Catherine, you can make a strength check to get out. So what's your strength? My strength is um forty five. Okay, let's make a roll. Well, he failed his seventeen. Catherine, you throw him away, so you get an action. As long as you can disengage, you you you, you threw him, so you can pick up your shotgun and aim for him if you want. Twenty seven hard success. Okay, it knocks him further back to the damage. 13. Yeah, if you do, if you do more than 10, he lays prone for a while. So, so you're, you're going to have a moment's re- respite. Uh, last person is Jack. Wait, let me ask you, when you're when you're grappling and brawling on the ground, can you use your, like, knife, you know, close combat? If you have if you have a knife like that, you can. Yeah, the, the bummer is it's, it's the same as, as brawl. So whatever your brawl is, that's what your knife ability is. The only difference is you get a damage to it. Um, so I have to roll a strength check to break it with him, correct? 
Correct. Yep. Okay. Opposed strength checks. All right. My strength is a 75. He rolled pretty well. Okay. I rolled a uh, critical success. Oh, no. You 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 toss him off like a ragdoll. Into the trees. Off me, you falling. filthy beggar. Nice. <laughs> and you can you get up. No problem. So there's still two in front of you. Do I? I don't have my gun in my hand at this point, right? Because he knocked me down. No, you could say the gun was in your hand. All right. I didn't say you had to. All right. So then I'll, I'll fire. I have two in front of me or one in front of me? Two. All right. I fire twice. If the first one goes down, then I go to the second one. We'll just see how the first one goes. First one's free. At, you know, first one is regular uh, regular success. Second one is a critical success. Okay, he's gone. So I killed one of them. Um, the second one is uh, 13. 13 points of damage. So, he goes so prone. he goes down. So next round, I really only have one to deal with immediately. Yep. Vadim, you're up. So the one that's down in the gap that I had shot, I still see him on the map. So he just went down, but he's not dead. He's not dead. Um, and I see him moving and stirring, right? Yeah, his arms are starting to jerk. Like he's trying to get up. Vadim seeing, you know, seeing a kill shot get shrugged off. It, it clicks in his head, you know, the two shots he had seen before. And, you know, he kind of just dips down, you know, set, steals himself, takes the aimed shot and uh, tries to hit him in the neck. So bonus die. Yep. That's a 30 and a 20 and a seven. So 27 is just a hard success. All right. Do your damage. Do I get any bump with a uh, hard or just it's just normal? So that would be it's normal. so five damage. Okay. You knock him kind of like he's, his arms slip out from him. He goes down again. Are you taking your other shots? How does that work with aim? Do I still get the bonus, but I just it gets harder to hit? No. You, now you get no penalties, but you roll straight. So there's no negative 10, negative 15. Because you aimed, you just you fire normal. Let me think. I've, I've fired seven shots. I still have three left in this magazine. Um, okay. Yep. I will follow up. Normal roll. That is a 27 again. Exact. Fuck um, so that's just normal damage again, seven points of damage that time. And I, uh, actually, I don't know if that is a hard success. Oh no. It's still the same ratio. I just get the top reduced. So this one is down by 20. No, nothing. They're not, there's no reduction at all with your aim. And the last one is a 61. It's a regular success. So you just hit him again and he keeps taking it, but you're slowing him from getting up. Yeah. So I just see like the bloody mess, but he's still moving. Yep, Faye. Yeah, you got two on you. Strength check. All right, here we go. Please, 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 please. A 24, that's a hard success. I really hope that's enough. Roll again. The first, you didn't beat hit the you didn't beat the number, but you have two on you. I'll see if you throw one of them off. One's one's holding. Oh god, it's an eleven. That's just a hard success. That's one off from a critical. He rolled a seven. What what's your total strength? My total strength's fifty. Okay, his is 60, and he rolled a 7, so he still beats you. All right, so one you shove off, you kick off. The other one is st- stays on, so you can't attack. You're, you're, you're struggling. You're just prone. You don't, you're not able to get free enough to fight him. I'm screaming for help. I am just because right now, Faye, all that she's thinking about is being back at that graveyard, and she's just begging her comrades for help. Like, you have, you've never... For Catherine, because she's the only one that was there, when it's on par with the begging that she was doing when her father was killed. So she's she's desperate. Ella, what do you got? You have two around Faye. How quickly can I get to her? Uh, if you don't move, you can aim. You, that might be better, or you can you can be there I right away. I have a better shot at hitting something with my ritual sword, and it's better damage. So now I'm going to go chop their heads off now. Bring it in. 
So well I, done. You you can I all, yeah, my Mauser. I pull out the big big sword, the big bad sword, and here we go. Hallelujah! That is a critical success at eight. He's dead. You take the head off, glowing red, and it collapses. Uh, this is the one that was actually, we'll say it was the one that was on Faye. So you've, you've cleared her off. That's the one I would go for anyway. All right. So Ella's gotten one off of you. Um, there's Catherine. Catherine, did you break free? You did, right? Everyone broke free but me. Yeah, Catherine didn't only break free, but she really, I think she did a crit. So she- That's right. She, she him tossed down. him. Yeah, she tossed him. Yeah, she did. So he's down. He's trying to struggle up, Catherine. You get a free attack this turn. But we'll do the one on Jack that's the left. The shotgun, the shotgun, the shotgun. Jack, take four more. This one goes here. It's something happening right now with that they they are literally trying to dogpile on Faye. And this one yeah. is coming up the gorge. I understand why that is. All right, guys, there's only a few left. <laughs> that's good because um, I'm half down now and I had an insane amount of hit points. All right, so Catherine, you're up. You have a clearance. So you can, if you aim with the shotgun, you get that bonus die. I'd like to aim. So you get two tens and a one. Lowest 10 counts. That's a five. Catherine's screaming, kicks him off, shoots him once. He staggers. He's lying there. He's starting to get up. He looks at her face. His eyes are just slightly glowing in a greenish glow. <laughs> Hear this massive gun click off. <laughs> the shell ejects and the... <laughs> and he collapses. Catherine is cleared. And with the end of my turn, next turn, I'm running towards Faye. All right. So you, may, you can make a half move. To Faye. All right. Jack. Okay. Well, I'm going to fire on... Uh, the one that closed to yeah, you. Yeah, the one that closed to me. And then if I get that one, we'll fire on the other one. We'll see how it goes. Okay, it's a critical success. And second one is a regular success. Okay, so the one of the one glows and, and evaporates. He's he's His light is going out. The other one is probably down because of the hit points. And then he's starting to climb up. Yeah, he's starting to climb back up, but he won't get you this turn. Okay. So I'll get a free shot on him. Good. Yep. Vadim, top of the order. So Vadim, the one that was climbing up the gorge is now behind you by about 10 feet. There's only two left on the girls. So there's only four left of the four, of the 13 that were here. You guys have done a shit ton of. Again, it's not the damage, it's the luck, it's the hits. As long as you're hitting them in the right yeah, spot. I, I think I've rolled better tonight than I've ever rolled. And no, you guys have been rolling really and good. I'm using yeah. roll 20. I rolled like shit in the beginning. Oh, did you, did you want me to do the? I didn't do the damage for the one I knocked down. If what the one you knocked the, down, the one before? that the one that I hit the second time, it didn't kill with the sixty. Oh, um, oh yeah, go ahead. All right, so that's uh, four because that's ten points. Oh, then he's gonna still be struggling to get up. Good, glad you told me that. Is the uh, is the one engaged with me melee wise? No, he's he would be next turn. You have a free shot this turn because he just climbed the gorge. That's a steep part of the gorge. Um, so I have an opportunity to, to take a bead and uh, try to take, yep. take another aim shot at him with my with my Tokarev. I have um, hmm. Should be three left. I think you said three. yeah. I think there's two or three, three. left. Yep. That's a forty, a forty, and a four. <laughs> so it's a forty-four. <laughs> that's a lot of fours. <laughs> it's a four. It's a forty-four, no matter how I cut it. So that's just a regular success. All right, then take you aim. So there's no penalties. You take the next two shots, and that that's eleven points of damage for what it's worth. So he he will be staggered. He won't be able to close. That's a twenty-five, a hard success. So he's just getting chewed up again, but. Yeah, this guy's a bloody mess. And that's a miss. So he will not be able to close distance with you. 
he's just on the ground. Just he's just basically looks like Swiss cheese, but his his, his lights, you know, in in the magic is still holding. And I can't close the distance with him. You can go over the top of him. Yeah, I think having done that, like like Vodum just fired the last three shots that are in. The, he has another gun in his in his other holster, but this gun is empty. And I think he would this rage would just be building up in him, and he would chuck the gun down and pull out his hunting knife and just in a screaming fit of rage jump on top of him. Okay, so that you'll be on top of him next turn. Uh, Faye, I, am I doing another strength roll? I I take yeah, because you're still I... grappled, right? Great, yeah. Oh no, she she took, she the, took guy, the one that was grappling with you. Guy's head that was grappling her, so she's so she she got the one off you. You have one that's that's near you. You can fire. All right, then I am I'm pulling my other gun out, pointing it right at it, and I unleash the three that I have unleash available to me. Unleash hell! hell! I'm scared shitless. All right, I here just we go. Someone that was on top of you, I would be too. <laughs> the first one's a ninety-four, so that was a little too close to comfort. Um, the second one is. A 91. Great. Okay, hold on. I need to center myself. We just need Nine, to... Faye. Shut the fuck up. Nine. This one's Heinrich? Shit. Yes. Oh, it's no the wonder. letter that he was the whole time. <laughs> he, was a, he was H for Heinrich on my screen. I should have known. All right. All right, <laughs> here we go. Help you? His hand comes up to you. Nine. Bitte, please. Nine. 45. That's a regular success. You shoot him. All right. I'll roll my Do the damage. damage. saved you from the others, Faye. Yeah, because he wanted to eat me himself. Okay, he's not a good person. I rolled an eight. I'm sure, Heinrich was right. fine when he was human. You stagger him, uh, Ella. I. You taking Heinrich with the sword? I'm going in for a straight kill, uppercut, get his head off those shoulders. All right, you, you, a sword can be aimed if you take a clean shot, so it's okay. I'm all right with it. If he's close, you wait and just I'm swing. Gonna do that. As long as you don't move or dodge, you can take a name. Alrighty. Um, so that means you have to roll for me. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, but that's okay. maybe that'll help. 88 or a 48. 88 or a 48? Well, 48's a regular success. Yeah, that's what you came up with. 48's a regular success. So. Alright, so you run him through, but you don't kill I do him. I do 1d8 of damage, though? Yep. That would be a 6 of damage. And okay. And I'm like... Just for a visual effect, I'm twisting it around and I'm feeling nothing, I'm assuming. Like, no meat. It's kind of just there. Oh, no. There's no, oh, there's, there's meat. Me? Oh, ew. He's howling. Ew. Heinrich, what, Heinrich was the most recently departed. Oh, God. So he was the most Heinrich, human of all of them. Yeah. He's just howling. <laughs> He's like oh, that. God. All right, Catherine. Oh, wait. They go, right? I'm sorry. Yes, they would go. So the uh, Heinrich can do nothing. Jax is on the ground struggling to get up. Vadim is across, is over the top of his. Catherine took out that one there. So really, it's just Heinrich left on the side, girls. Catherine, you have it's uh, Ella's got a sword through his chest, but you could put the uh, shotgun to his back of his neck. I scream at Ella, "Fucking move!" And I do my thing. Okay, fire. I put it on the back of his neck. You, uh, you get a bonus die. It, it's it's bonus die. Not a problem. Trust me. Eighteen. You got him. I was going to say, is it something they placed on their necks or is it? It's branded into their skin. Oh, so they would have to essentially walk up and, and cut it, cut their neck. Or, well, you guys have been blowing holes through the sigil. Right. You know, you've been blowing these fucking holes off. So it really wasn't taking the head off. If you stab him in the back of the neck, that works too. Uh, you, you just have to hit the sigil. So the only one really left is the one in front of Jack. Jack, go ahead and make a roll. Uh, you get full bonuses. So you get aim, you get aim if you want to just stand there and, and take him out. Okay, that's a, uh, it's not a critical, but that's a hard success. 
and that is a regular success. Okay, so the hard success. How close is that to a critical? That was a 16. Uh, critical for me is a 14. He's done. Uh, Vadim, just go ahead and make a melee attack with bonus. Yeah, I was going to say, is there some sort of like aimed melee? No, but you're on top of him. He's been shot. You've probably put about 40-something points. Yeah, Yeah. he's been chewed up. Trying to plunge my hunting knife into his neck. That is a 57 and a 37. So that is a hard success. I do. No, no, that's a regular success for Brawl. You're able to finally shove it into a safe private Ryan style. <laughs> oh, what? oh my so. gosh. <laughs> Just hold on a minute. Yeah. All right, gang. Well, that was a group of just simple citizens taking out tw- 13 knocked commandos from the Thule Society, including Heinrich. Some of you got a little busted up, but everyone lived. Uh, we will do some. Let's take care of what we have to do. Instead of waiting till next time, we'll take care of this right now. Catherine, make a constitution roll. Faye, make a constitution roll. And Jack, please make a constitution roll. Is anybody below half damage? Yeah, I'm. I'm right at half damage. Right. Yeah. Take, tw- take twenty percent off of your constitution. Permanently. Okay. No. That's a twenty-eight, and that is a success, even with my twenty percent down. Yeah, mine's a 65 and my con's regularly a 60, so I don't make it. But honestly, kind of fair. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, Jack. It lowered mine to 68 and I blew a 98 on the dice. That's a critical fail. A critical fail. All right. By morning, Jack, when we start up next time, uh, you will be not only feverish, you will be uh, festering. Werewolf Jack! Werewolf Jack! <laughs> Lycanthropy! Lycanthropy! Uh, Faye is going to be ill, not doing well, uh, but Jack is going to be, Catherine, we're going to be needing some medical soon. So on the next one, we will open up with the med checks in the snow, in this gorge of violence. But uh, great job, guys. You did it. You survived the knocked commandos. Nobody, uh, they never needed the bazooka because, uh, can I tell you something? If you had been seen, the way this was supposed to work is if you were seen without them going feral, if they spotted you, they were going to stay to weapons. But once they saw, like, frantic movement and everything else and they knew Faye was close because they had gotten to where Catherine was they had advanced far enough they were like we're supposed to get our hands on her we're just supposed to take her out like this is the way we're gonna do it oh so they were looking to murder and not kidnap oh no there was no kidnapping they're they were gonna finish the job yeah yeah okay yeah they had yeah no they were cool. a Faye souffle Faye souffle you have been Stop a problem Faye Dawson for too long oh, but that makes no sense because Crowley wants to marry Faye yeah, but that's not Crowley we're talking about. It's Mueller. She doesn't need to be in her current state for that to happen. Wait a second. <laughs> that's disgusting. I love the fact that Catherine brought that up. Ella, mm-hmm. when you did your when you did your uh, briefing of the Thule Society, does Mueller like Crowley? Definitely not. Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> they, oh are, no. they are arch enemies inside that society. Wow. You know, maybe Mueller and I have something in common. They are absolutely diametrically... Mueller is old school. He doesn't want Crowley here. Crowley's all glitz and glamour. And he thinks it's just, un- he he's not German. He doesn't like him. He's a Brit. And they are absolute. So yes, if this these were Mueller's men, kill her. Take him out. 
But you're right, Lauren. That's so people as things are happening through these stories, they are going to fall in and out of each other with the poltergeist. That's something Ella would have known from the last meet the meeting that she was in. They actually talked about that, that Crowley and Mueller are not ever on the same page. They do not like each other. And Catherine, thank you for bringing that up so that there is a reason for that. So from all of us here at the Barda College, we want to say thank you and good night. Appreciate you. Like, share, subscribe. Please check out our Patreon. We really could use the extra support. We love you, everybody. And from uh, to my players, thank you so much, guys. Good game. Good job. I, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.